Once again, this is part two of the Alabama podcast, the Southern Hospitality Podcast. Uh, this, this recording takes place about 20 seconds after the first one, and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> um, it's gone. Yeah, no, we, we just tried to record everything. Mm, yeah. Even well, in the car, mm-hmm. we tried to record our conversation. Yeah. Well, we cut everything. We cut we, whatever. Yeah, like when I get home, I'll tell my laugh. Kind of put it, but, it together. Well, I have the worst voice in the world, so just cut everything from right. this point. Until I stop talking, <laughs> we're, we're actually going to put uh, in the title featuring Kenzie's dad. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. I'll be famous. <laughs> no pictures. The FBI still looking. No, that's what we Back in the seventies in Kentucky, this is what, and I think that's why uh, that's what I was going to tell you earlier is when I came down here I was like, for this job interview, I was like, oh God, no. I, I you know, even though I come from Kentucky, I'm first. <laughs> I'm what they call a first-generation hillbilly, <laughs> because my all my family come out of the hills, um, Glasgow, Kentucky, Cumberland, Kentucky. They're true hillbillies, and yeah. I'm the first one that grew up in Louisville, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a city sort of like Lansing is. Okay, know? yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a city, but it's not as big as Indianapolis, sure. Chicago, those kind of places. Sure. And then growing up, you know, there was a lot of people you walk around and. The neighbor was allowed to spank your butt. Oh, right. You get that line. I heard that happen a lot. Like it was kind of like raising each other's kids. Raising that was the each attitude. Other's kids, right? yeah. And it taught you a lot about you know, you stayed out of trouble because you never knew who was watching. Right. Right. And so I come down here and I get off. I get off the plane and I drive from Atlanta, which okay, that doesn't bother me because that's just like Detroit. That's where sure. I was working downtown Detroit. And most places that we've moved since we got married. Uh, is all big city. That's where automotive's at, right? And so uh, I come down here and I get down here in this portion of Alabama and I'm like, oh my God, I am in the hills of nothing, <laughs> right? And so I'm driving around and went to the job interview. It was all right. Uh, I was so wicked tired. And I was wanting to see houses and see areas see about, to see yeah. if there's anything even here I wanted because the job was fairly decent but still it could be super and if you're living in nowhere what's the, the point nowhere. right sure. so like i said i live i worked 40 minutes from here so i dr- actually drove up this way and i was so tired and it was during the middle of covid when detroit was right. in the middle of the unrest and you had and that's something i'm not used to either because i grew growing up in the 70s in, in Louisville, Kentucky, you didn't have racism. You had people that worked, and you had bums. That's sure. So it didn't matter if you were black or white, and that's how I grew up. I don't care if you're black or white. I don't even give crap if you're Mexican or French. Sure. It's, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, well, people, people. If yeah. you got character and you work, that's what my dad taught me. If you got character and work, yeah. then you're a good person. If you're if you don't work and you live off of your parents, or no, no offense to you. But I won't hold that against you. You still, you still, still young not man. for long, not for long though, <laughs> not, for long. Right? not for long. And uh, but uh, if you, you know, if you took advantage of your family or your friends, you were bombed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I come down here and I'm driving around. I'm angry because Michigan made me angry. And I'm an angry man by nature, anyways. And so I'm really angry living in Michigan. And I worked down. 
can't remember the, uh, the name of the road to get off of, but it was there about three miles. And so that's where my plant was. Yeah. And it was just angry all the time because always I, coming in and out, you're just getting, and no one waves to you and no one says hi, and it's just people aren't happy, right? So I get down here, I'm tired because I've been on a plane, I had an interview early in the morning. I'm driving around, I'm exhausted, and I start, I'm just in the car, in the car driving, and I'm trying to stay away. Pulled into McDonald's across the bridge over in Rainbow City. And I pull up, and I, I'm thinking, I'm going to get a milkshake, because milkshake keeps you awake. First, it tastes good. Second, it's cold. And third, who can't smile with milkshakes, right? Yeah, they're all really good. So I pulled into McDonald's, and I said, uh, I hear, well, welcome. And I was like, oh, that's a nice voice. It's a southern voice. You got to admit, women in the South with that accent is just kind of like a song, right? A little particular. It takes off particular. more. It takes off more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. A lot better uh, than a British accent. I don't want oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, Irish girls, eh, so <laughs> But uh, I, I ordered a milkshake, and she's like, well, what kind of flavor would you like? And I said, well, I like chocolate. And she said, well, would you like a big one or a small one? I said, I'll take a big one. Why not? And she said, yeah, you probably deserve it. And I said, well, I do. Now I haven't even seen this person. Right, just talking to a box. Just talking to a box. <laughs> so she said, well, pull on around. And so I, I started to pull around. Now, this is not a bad statement, but during COVID, all we saw on the news was white versus black versus this versus polarization. And the whole race issue, again, at my age, and I'm pretty old, uh, to me it's still unbelievable that we're talking about race when it shouldn't be. It should just be people dealing with people. And so I pull around and there's an uh, African-American girl. And she's, she's sitting there and I pull up and she says, well, how's your day going? And I said, mm, it's all right. And she said, well, it's going to get better. Now, this girl's probably in between your two ages, mm. right? So it's not an old girl. Right. It's yeah. a young girl. Mm. And I looked at it, and it just shocked me to hear how polite she was. She sounds very outgoing. Very outgoing. Yeah. And so, at, at work, too. And it's like, that's yeah. It's not exactly common. No. Yeah. Uh, especially coming out of the north where, believe it or not, growing up, I was envious of everybody from the north. Because we had heard how the North was so balanced, and so everyone just was, you know, everything from the Civil War up. Well, the North was awesome. And then I grew up there in 2020 and deal with Black Lives Matter and anger and people upset about their place. Probably is the anger. It's I the think anger. we can all agree on that. Lack of character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good character. Yeah. And it, it's. It, and I see in, in Detroit, I got to work, all my employees were black employees. Sure, sure. And I never ever thought about it until I got home. I never cared at work. We were all friends. We all worked yeah. for the same direction, uh, that kind of thing. So I never thought about it until I got home, turned the news on. Like working toward a goal. Yeah. Like everybody. Exactly, and that's, that's what, uh, sorry, I don't mean to go all political. That's what America has forgotten is how to work together as one team. Sometimes we go there on this. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's no, really no politics in that response. Taking responsibility 
but like you know that's something that we've kind of forgotten i mean i don't really come down here much at all maybe florida sometimes but it's mm-hmm. really common you hear it all the time yeah on on the internet in particular yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is there's this young lady that doesn't know me from anybody. And so she was so pleasant. As a matter of fact, when she handed me my milkshake, she goes, well, you have a blessed day. I haven't heard that since 1979. Oh, that's, ins- that's insensitive now. What if somebody is... What if somebody doesn't believe in God? What if somebody Exactly. Exactly. And I looked at it, and at that point... I wanted to make her feel as good as she made me feel. Yes. And I'm not talking to a weird, creepy old guy. No, no. Yeah, what of I'm course. talking about is she made another human being yeah. feel good about a situation they weren't sure about. That's beautiful. And so I looked at it and I thought, find one thing that you can do, say, something that's not off. You know, like, oh, you're beautiful. Ooh, creepy old guy, right? Mm-hmm. And she had these purple and platinum braids. So I know that those have to be expensive because the girls up in Detroit used to come in and they tell me, look at my braids I got this weekend. And I'd say, ooh, those are beautiful. How much those cost? And they tell me. And yeah. I'd be like, holy cow. So I knew this young lady had had to spend some money. Mm-hmm. And she worked at McDonald's, so it probably came right out of her pocket. And she probably spent a whole week's worth of money on that. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? And she stopped and turned around and I said, those are the prettiest braids that I've seen in a long time. And she said, you really think so? I said, yes, ma'am. And I said, I see a lot of braids and those are beautiful. And it, she just lit up. And when I drove away, I thought, now that's what I remember from Kentucky in the 70s. People being people mm-hmm. and being polite to each other and giving the person across from you a chance to know that they're important. And about that, that's about the time I decided to take the job down here because it's not just one person. It's the majority of the people down in Alabama are like that. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's rednecks and hillbillies. And yeah. Yeah, when we, we were driving. We haven't, had, we haven't had it in Detroit. Yeah, of course. But when we were driving down here, I forgot who mentioned I think it was Ben. He said the drivers are more reserved. Mm-hmm. And he, he made clear what he meant. It was just like people let you in. Yeah. People are more like nice on the road. And in Michigan, it's just like, and I do this too sometimes. It's ridiculous. Like, speed racer. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Like, like trying to, like, pass people, like, get in the lane, or get in, get, like, cut in to the lane right at the end of the light, yeah. doing really dangerous things for no reason, just so you can get there faster, right. like a minute faster. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I need to stop. <laughs> no, it's true, and... It kind of makes them feel good that you guys talk about this kind of stuff, or at least have thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I guess in in a uh, calloused way, over my life, like I like I told you, I, I'm an angry individual by nature. It's taken me years and years and years. If you want to see what I was like as a kid, watch Brady get angry, because unfortunately he's got that same temper, and you just so I've worked for years and years, and there I was in Detroit. And I stayed angry all the time. Yeah, you're right. right. All of a sudden, you become an aggressive driver. Yeah. All of a sudden, you, as as Brady says, you tell people they're number one without the first finger. And down here, I've had to try to unbreak all those habits I started doing in Detroit because it was okay. It was okay for me to roll down the window and tell someone you're uh, whatever. Yeah. Down so here, you got to remember if someone's going slower. You, 
It's because they're doing the speed limit. Yeah. Exactly the speed limit? Exactly the speed They okay. do exactly the speed You're not going five over. It's just like someone's right on your butt. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Especially trucks. Yep. Yeah. And I've had to learn to back off of that because I'm not, they're not wrong. Yeah. They're doing the speed limit. I can't be mad at that. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Probably should be the way it is up there too. I mean, I sometimes feel like, you know, just going a little bit slower might give you some more time to think about things while you're yeah. maybe uh, reduce some accidents. I feel, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like down here it's more like rule-based. Like you have rules to follow, yeah. not just because you're supposed to follow the rules, but it makes you kind of feel better about yourself. The community yeah. is yeah. better it, because it is. No, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect down here. Like if you ask me about Kennedy's high school softball team, there's a lot of politics. But these mm -hmm. are kids that grew up together. They know the school system because their parents went to school there. There's a lot of politics, and it's still people being people. You, you, you kind of, like I said back when I was growing up, you kind of learned to have a thick skin. You didn't, if you were to stand up and say, Doug, you're about the ugliest man I ever met, I'd be like, all right. Far I'll from let it. let you watch, right? Walk yeah. out, or whatever you were going to do. As long as you never touch me, and that's the way my daddy raised me, was, You've got all the rights up until you touch. Second you touch, then it becomes my right to do whatever it takes to get you away from me, right? That's the law of nature, so to speak, right? And we forgot that. All of a sudden, your right to say, Doug, you're ugly, mm -hmm. went away. You don't have the right to tell me you're ugly. That's not true, you do, right? It's your opinion. Your opinion's not fact. Well, I'm offended. Right. Yeah. I'm offended. Yeah. That's my favorite. I'm offended. You're absolutely right. We watched this guy named Jordan Peterson. He says that um, it's your right to be offended, but uh, don't let that stop you from, you know, trying to not be offended. You know, like, you don't have to be offended because of all these little things. It's, uh, it's what you allow the other person to yeah. take away from you. Mm -hmm. and, and if you, if your respect is all based on what you think other people think of you, you're not as strong a person as you thought you were. Yeah, because yeah. then you're dependent on people for yeah. your happiness. I mean, it's good to be d dependent on people for your happiness, but, you know. I mean, it lets them control you. I mean, if you let yeah. somebody bother you, you know, I mean, I've learned this at work, too. If, like, you let somebody get to you, then they, you know, you get, you react, and you, you know, become like angry. Yeah, then they can just, you know, simply tell you, you know, you're overreacting, you calm down, and mm -hmm. they kind of have you at that point. They yeah. do. So we kind of like, I mean, like Andrew, you in particular, like we kind of developed this new like way, like every time we're demanded to do something by someone or like certain people in particular, we just play it off with like laughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why don't you go do it? You know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Only as jokes. Well, we, you know? we, there's yeah. some incompetent leadership at where we really yeah. work, middle management kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's hard to grapple with that. Like we're told to do jobs that this guy doesn't want to do. <laughs> like like the, the ones that he hates. Yeah. And it's like, you know, time to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, being polite and everything and all that, I think it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Especially to help the community and all that. Because mm -hmm. you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to get anywhere being angry. No. That's what's happening with like, I don't know, like the things happening like universities, people being all angry about politics. So. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, at this level, I mean, individually, we all want to be respected. We all want to be loved. Mm -hmm. you know, we all want, you know, to be relatively happy. 
and all that stuff. Everybody wants those things. Anywhere you go in the world, people want those. True, things. people want that stuff, but it's like when you, when the people that are like consumed with being offended, it's like, you're disrespecting me if you offend me. It's, it's like, like perhaps not. You know, like, like what we do with each other is just like, like, like call each other out for being like stupid in our lives or decision making. Yep. And it's like that's that's respect, you know. Yeah, but I, and I respect Marco, so I'll hear out what he has to say, you know. Yep. Like why I have to be like, dude, you're an idiot, like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, truthfully, it's it's actually good to have that relationship like that because it one, I'm gonna pick not pick, but I'm gonna use you as an example. Marco says something to you, right? Now all of a sudden you have a choice, and this is what like we talked about a little earlier, you have a choice to listen to him because you have respect, or you have the choice to get angry because he's saying something you don't want to hear. Mm, right? yeah. And so in the relationship, you taught yourself to control your emotions, to control that feeling of hurt, and listen for the, the insight that Marco's giving you, and vice versa. I'm not picking on right. you, I'm saying it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. But that's something that, if you can take that from your friendship level, and you use that on people around you. And that's basically how I've made my whole living my whole life, is once I got past the anger and realized every time I got angry at someone, and that I would strike out at people, once I realized that doesn't get me anywhere, right? And I started to work on myself first, right? Control, learn control. If you can't, if you can't deal with it, turn and walk away. Uh, then again, you know, it's, it's one of those choices, well, that makes me look weak, does it? If I can control myself, who's, who does it look weak to? Mm -hmm. And so the rest of my life, when I started my career, then I learned to talk to people. I was actually, uh, when I was not much older than you, Marco, I uh, got my first job in automotive, and I was in a Ford plant with all these old guys. I mean, just everybody there had to be within five years of retirement. They're all, these are the guys that used to fight on the Ford line. Sure. Then that, you know, this is, these are the real deal guys. They, here I am, a scrawny kid. Teaching how to socialize. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was, I actually was in the middle of a mall one time, and I'm just walking through this mall, and all of a sudden this guy bear hugs me from behind. And I, I, I'm like, no warning or anything? No warning. Oh, just no. this giant bear hug. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. And then he lets go, and I turn around. And I, I don't know whether to be angry or get ready to brawl or if what was going on. And here's one of those old guys. Yeah. And he's standing there with his wife, and he's got this face. And I, I can remember, like, just a, he's just giddy, like a little kid that just found a Christmas present that they <laughs> forgot about, right? He's standing there, and there's this older lady next to him. And he reaches back, and he goes, I told you. <laughs> he hugs people and it's okay. So this guy from Ford, who I, I probably had, had some, what I realized with these guys, the older guys, that they weren't comfortable with contact. Like a man coming up and hugging you made them uncomfortable. But what I also learned was when I made them uncomfortable, they couldn't get mad at me because I took away all the power when I come up and if I knew Marco was gonna be mad at me and I'm coming to a meeting to discuss something that he is just furious. If I walked up and said, Marco, I missed you, and I hugged you right off, and oh, you were no. over, oh, crap, I've just invaded your space. I've just taken away your masculinity because I'm <laughs> hugging you. Uh, what, 
you, you, you can't say anything because you don't know what to say. Now I control the situation. Yeah. And I started my career by learning that one little technique, and from there I've done that over years to where now I control people. I go into meetings now with an irate customer, say Honda, because that's one of my big ones. And Honda comes in and they're like, oh my God, you guys missed the truck, you did this, you did that. And I'll sit there and I'll smile. And I'll be like, you are absolutely right. And the matter they get, the more I smile. We gotta do that, right. Cody. We gotta, we gotta hug him. We <laughs> gotta <laughs> hug him. It freaks people out. But if you're confident in yourself and you know that this is a part of breaking a person's walls down, they can't be angry at you. They can be frustrated but they can't be angry at you. But it's all human nature, and it's knowing control yourself, control others, right? Yeah. And so you guys are doing the right thing by listening and learning from each other. And it's a good thing, and I'm glad Ben had you guys as friends. You yeah. keep showing up here. I, I don't know why. <laughs> 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 like, oh, shit, I can't believe he just here's said the, that. Here's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, what you were saying about... Uh, going into Ford as a young guy and then all these older people. My, uh, you know, you know, Brent Swordson? Yeah. My, my girlfriend's brother. Yeah. He, uh, he's kind of in the same position, but, mm -hmm. you know, he couldn't, you know, I mean, it's, you know, the older guys will obviously give you a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. You know, for, <laughs> excuse my language, for, 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 you know, they'll knock you around and they'll yeah. test how resilient you are and, you know, and, and obviously it's just joking around and, you know, they're not, see how quick you. this guy is you yeah know, see like how, on his feet see how yeah, yeah. Um, but he just kind of left that kind of scene and kind of folded under that pressure whereas you know you come out on the other side and it's like now you have a new way of talking to people you know human nature and everything like that yeah understanding of uh, older people and you know I mean they've been working there their whole lives exactly and then you just come in and it's like yep. you know the new guy in the here we go yeah it's <laughs> like fresh <laughs> meat yeah <laughs> like you yeah. gotta work with them and do your best and, and a lot of times it's kind of like when Ben showed up here and or I, I can't remember if I, I actually had any dealings with him in Macomb or not I think I did not much though but I have an older daughter yeah. from a previous marriage okay and I literally would chase boy after boy after boy away. And I wouldn't do anything but sit here like I don't want you. And I'd just start talking to them, right? And as soon as they, they, you find that one little thing that kind of perturbs them, I just stayed on that one little nerve. One after another. After. So Ben comes in, right? And I'm thinking, this one's going to be easy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm an honest guy. I'm very transparent. I ask him. I will say what's exactly on my mind. And I'm, I'm looking at Ben and I'm like, yeah, I got this one all day and twice on Saturday. Yeah, I bet I can break my record. And I just start going at, I sit there and I start going after and looking for that spot. And that, you know, that guy, I mean, I even had to go to the mean side of life and start talking about, Hey Kenzie, where where we decide we're going to hide bodies? Because it's it's kind of a joke in our family. Yeah. Because not that we hide bodies, we just leave them out in the open. It's easy. <laughs> just joking. But uh, but he right in plain sight. Yeah, he wouldn't budge. I mean, he would. Ben just sat there. I mean, he's just like, 
Yeah. I'm still trying to find Ben's nerve. And I, I haven't gotten to I it have yet. yet. And finally, <laughs> I think he outwore me. And I'm just like, hi, Ben. Come on in. <laughs> my, my mother, who's 80, she calls him tall boy. Have you seen tall boy lately? I'm like, Big Ben. Yeah, he may be living upstairs. I don't know. I just, because he he just, there is no spot there, so. Yeah. Um, He's very controlled up here. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to really. You guys just keep working. Yeah, no, we we, we literally have been trying that the whole trip. (laughs) Like, fucking poking him. Yeah, yeah, like poking him verbally and literally, like. (laughs) Pushing him around and stuff, and he just doesn't budge. Like, like he, he, you know, he always reacts with sarcasm. Yeah, all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That might be why I like him. <laughs> sarcasm is a good thing. Yeah, he's just he's just hard to break. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he's just. Uh, Maybe a drill instructor could do it. Yeah, I don't know. Send <laughs> him to the Marines. Yeah, the Navy. The Navy would break him. You know what? He actually uh, he broke yesterday. Really? Yeah. Well, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when we were in the river? Yeah. Oh yeah. We no, uh, we, we 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 parked with this great view of the mountains. Yeah. And and we had to go to the bathroom, so we went under the under the uh, the bridge, and there was this river, and we're just like, oh, why don't we just take a bath? You know, like you know, like soap up and stuff. And yeah. we saw this rope, and we're like, we got to swim the other a side of that rope on the so- other side of the river. Yeah. The water was freezing cold. Oh yeah. And Andrew just goes over there immediately. <laughs> And l- like, like without like, like any hesitation. We just start start going in. I figured yeah. the more I think about it, the harder it's gonna get. Yeah, and, and eventually I go over there because I'm thinking about it too hard. But eventually I go over there, and uh, Andrew follows me uh, because he came back eventually. And then mm. we think that Ben's following us, but we get we get to the rocks and the rope, and Ben's just standing like, there like holding the water. Yeah, like holding the water. <laughs> The elements elements will break him. It was really revolted, yeah. That's what I was saying, because the Navy, they make you stay under there for five minutes. Like, that would break him really quick. Me too, but but just, like, he never came, you know? And, like, like the rest of that day, he just, like, didn't want to talk at all. Yeah, that was it. I could have done it. Yeah, like, if we would have mentioned it to him, he would have just been like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? In his head, though. Head, yeah, in his head, he's in, troubled. Yeah, you got in there. You were, like, living in his That's head That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to say anything. The elements do get him, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I had to keep that in mind. <laughs> Just pour some ice on him when he likes to well, like, sleep outside tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've set up the porch. Now it's going to get a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck. Get a fake dead body and scare him. Put him, in, put it in bed with him. Or a real dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he came over, and I, I wanted to hang that TV on that, that stone fireplace, right? Yeah. Well, when we got here, it was there was no TV there. It was just a stone fireplace, and Heather's like, "I love the way it looks. Don't ruin it." And I've never messed with that. But again, the rule by the hillbilly. Once you hear how much, and this is true, you can look this up in the Hillbilly Handbook. Once you find out how much something costs, you usually go, mm, I can do that myself. And then you go find a way to go do it. So I decided I was going to hang that TV, but I didn't know how I was going to wire it. So <laughs> the guy that owned the house, he'd asked me, he's an older guy, I know, even older than me, but he'd asked me if he could leave some stuff in the basement. He was going to get some high school kids to help him move it, blah, blah, blah. But he'd come by that morning. You know, been, we'd moved that whole living room around four or five times trying to figure out where to put that damn TV. And uh, he 
coming out. I said, hey, Mr. Bill. And he's talking, chit-chatting. And he's walking out. He said, so, by the way, I forgot to tell you about that room behind the fireplace. What, what room? room? There's a room. What fireplace? And he goes, the stone fireplace. There's a room behind it. I go, really? How you get there? Because I, I haven't found a door. He said, no, you just take this pen out of, get, out of that shelf over there. Then you just slide the shelf out of there. You just go in. It's a secret room? There's a secret room there. And so I decided right then and there to take that damn thing out of there. <laughs> First thing I said, I popped my head in there, stepped in, and looked back out. I said, now I got someplace to put bodies. <laughs> yeah. And so Ben shows up not long after that, and the kid's like, Dad found, because again, this is just a running joke. Running know. joke for podcast <laughs> yeah, <just> for <laughs> listeners. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> for podcast, there are no bodies. No, but it's running joke. First thing out of Kenzie's mouth when Ben walks in was, see that side over there? That's where Dad puts all the bodies. Uh, yeah. So see, there's a, like a secret room. Yeah. Yeah. You take that one shelf off. You take all that stuff off that shelf on the right side. Can we tell the listeners uh, where this exact address? No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here. Come, yeah. come. In case, in case we don't show yeah. back up to home. Yeah, hide, hide there. Yeah. Would surprise them. Surprise them when they come home. Yeah, we yeah. expose this place. The FBI. <laughs> well, I'll open it, but you have to look in there. No, but there, it's not very big. But there's room in there. I won't. I ran all the cables through there. You know that doesn't surprise me though, because there is a that that shoot in your uh, by the bathroom. Yeah. Like where it goes right from the, the bathroom down to the, the, the sink. That is so cool, man. Yeah. I was trying to yeah. fit in there, trying oh. to go down, trying to hop levels. Well, back but in the old days, that's a, all the houses had those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, yeah. Into the basement. Because I didn't expect it. That's where, it. You, like, wash your that's where you, yeah, you wash your clothes. And so you go to the, kit, uh, the closet. If you go to old houses, and I say they're old, but most of the ranch-style houses yeah. down the basement, you can find that. Most of really? them are patched in now because nobody's wanting to throw their laundry down a shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was kind of That's so cool. I like it a lot. I've like, never seen that before. I'm going to jump hidden. down it tomorrow. It's hidden, too. <laughs> it is in that, yeah. that bench. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. The closest thing I know to that is my grandparents have, a, like, a milk uh, delivery, like, uh, little... Oh yeah, like a milk box. Yeah, on the side the back, of their garage. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a, I've seen a few of those. Now that's way before my time. Yeah, when they had milkmans. So milk, yeah, the milkman. Like in the fifties. Well, downstairs. Have you guys been in the basement yet? No, not no. yet. All right, downstairs. I'm redoing it one room at a time. But uh, the main section, I'll show it to you. I've got a, and it was crazy when I came and looked at the house with the, uh, the inspector. The, the basement, I didn't even know how big the basement was because the lady who lived here had just, what do you call those roll-around racks that you hang clothes on? Roll-around rack that you hang clothes on. Sure. She sure. had hundreds of them down there. You couldn't even walk in the basement. Full of clothes? Full of clothes. And the inspector said, oh, here's a, here's a room back here. And we went back in and I'll show you the, the room. And we use it as a closet now. But you go back in this room and there's a door. He's like, well, there's a door back here. So I climb over the stuff and I go back there. And uh, we open it up and there's a, another closet. And this one's cedar lined. And you can't even see to the other side. 
And he's like, well, this is a nice little storage room. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I can put all kinds of junk in there because I collect all kinds of crap. And so he's, he's back there and he's trying to get a measurement. And he goes, well, there's another door back here. What? And there's another door to a uh, storm <laughs> shelter back in the back. Storm shelter. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, well, it is all concrete. So. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it goes. But that, that hallway of doors, I'm actually going to, when I finish remodeling the basement, I'm going to do it in a, uh, that main room in a sort of like a British uh, smoking Room like a cigar thing. lounge, kind like of a cigar like lounge. one of those really yeah. stiff leather couches. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shelf. I'm gonna get a picture the size of a door, and we'll put it over that that door downstairs to make the first one you go through. Yeah. And then put it on hinges, and you can open it, and you can go back. The to secret room. room. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. And uh, just because it adds to the house. And yeah, this house is already crazy unique. I mean, there's a. Side garage, which is really cool. I kind of like the one we have at work. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Like a utility mm -hmm. garage, kind of. Mm -hmm. It's so nice. It, and it's actually very big. I've got my motorcycles down in there right now. Oh, motorcycles. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> kind of different levels of builds. I used to build motorcycles and ride them into Mexico. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. So so you ride? Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Uh, ben and I, actually, like, in two weeks, we're going we're gonna to get our motorcycle endorsements. Yeah. Like, try to go through training for that. At uh, Macomb Community College, they kind of put on a little yep, yep. course, and it's three days. And I'm really excited uh, to learn. You want to do? You want to? You want to do something funny? I'll tell you what. In Louisiana, it didn't matter if you had a license or not. You had to. If you lived there, you had to go through their courses. Okay. It's a money-making deal. Every state's got something. Yeah. And so I show up to this uh, endorsement class, and you ride the. The smaller bikes, I think they were 350s, and you spend a yeah. couple hours outside, and that's cool. And you need to hear, you do need that class. I think everybody that rides should have it. Sure. It'll save your life. Uh, but I've been riding since I was young, young. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, and another guy has moved too, and he's a rider. He actually rode his bike up there to take the class <laughs> to get your license. And he and I are sitting in the classroom section. And you got to remember this, because they're going to say it to you. And the instructor's up there, and we had these three little ladies in front of us who were, one of them was taking the class because her husband just got a big hog, and if he ever had a problem, he wanted her to yeah. have a license so she could dump him and stop the bike. Another one was taking it just because she wanted the excitement of, yeah. she'd always wanted it. And then the third one, I don't know if she did. But anyways, the instructor's going through it, he goes, so, if you're being tailgated by a car and you're riding on a motorcycle, what's the correct thing to do? And I leaned over to the guy to the left of me and I said, you drop your quarters. And the little ladies turned around and he looked over and he said, well, that's why I carry BBs. And I go, oh, I never thought about that. And the little lady goes, and the instructor stopped. And the little, one little lady over here goes, well, I don't understand what's the quarters for. And I looked at her and I said, have you ever seen a radiator on the front of a car? And she goes, yes. And all of a sudden the instructor comes walking towards me. He's like, no, no, there's no quarters, no BBs, no ball bearings. No, don't listen to those two. And I'm like, 
It'll go straight through. How do you know this? <laughs> she's like, that's a great idea. I said, they back off real quick. Yeah, bunch of quarters they, they the hear <laughs> Coin purse. Dangle a coin purse in the air. Just like, this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, you got a bag of coins. Yeah. Sitting on your Make sure it's a clear bag. <laughs> I'm going to drop them. I swear to God. Pull up any closer. I'm dropping these. I'll keep clothes. that in mind. I'll keep that in mind when I'm writing. Oh, but yeah. They, just have a coin purse. It just yeah, made some pennies. You could just see the beads of sweat on the instructor's forehead when I said that. Well, the other guy was just as bad. They got into... Uh, what if someone's drifting into your lane and he's like, well, that's what the hammer's for. <laughs> and the little old lady, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's a, if, you, if, you do, if you take the class and you, you know, because like I said, I was in Mexico one time and something went sideways quick. And literally, it was what, and I didn't think I needed a class, I didn't ever think, but it came right back to me. Yeah. Like, I learned in that class and got out of that trouble. Yeah. And got back up on the road. But yeah. Yeah, and no, I want to try to learn all through safety and all that because, you know, getting hit by. In Metro Detroit, driving around oh, in Metro Detroit, I, I, I just I want to stick to the back roads. Yeah. Well, I live at 26, so there's a four, there's like fields behind me and everything. Yeah. So dirt roads and just to learn how to ride too. Like, kind of yeah. Like it, so. yeah. He wants to ride motorcycles. I, I want to ride horses. Horses are cool. I want. I told Heather I want. I want to sell this house and buy three hundred acres someplace around here and have a ranch. Just go as fast as you can. Fuzzy cows and horses. Fuzzy cows and fuzzy. horses. You have you seen seen fuzzy cows? Fuzzy yeah. cows. They're all over TikTok. Have you ever seen a fuzzy cow? I have. Are they? A matter of fact, if you go to Lansing on the weekend during the summer, uh, a guy that owns the uh, ranch that has Scottish cows. No. Comes there to sell. Now you have to pre-order. His cows do not die unless he paid for the whole damn cow. Yeah. But he sells steaks, and he'll bring them cows up there. Oh. And they are incredible. They're they're Scottish cows. Fuzzy cows are Scottish. Yeah. And uh, when they're adults, they have long hair. Yeah. It's they very long hair. But when they're the calves, they look like they got human hair. They're yeah. Just they're like little. They're cows. just like puffy cows. Let me see if I can pull up a picture. And I, it became a, it was it started out as a joke, but the more I see those little sons of guns, I think I want a bunch of them little fuzzy cows running around the house. That'd be awesome. Yeah, hold on. Uh, kind of <laughs> like that little fuzzy cow. Oh my god! Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, very yeah. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones that reindeer. Yeah, they look like dogs. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. Chuck, so, they grow up and you can eat them. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh yeah, it tastes very good. Get a little ribeye, <laughs> a little fuzzy cow ribeye. <laughs> Children all over the world are crying right now at that statement. Oh, oh my god, you're so sensitive. You have offended. She is so mean. It's fuzzy cow. My mouth is watering. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I know you guys didn't come to visit me, so I'll leave you guys alone. But it's been good talking to you. Yeah, yeah. No, gives me hope. Yeah, yeah. No, Glad to give hope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So how long are you guys staying? Uh, well, so the, the prom, uh, Kenzie's Kenzie's prom is on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know how long that lasts. I, I assume it lasts into the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right. late and maybe like eleven, probably. Right. Yeah. So I was think I I think the idea is to set Saturday morning kind yeah. of. 
Continue. Well, like I said, you're always welcome here, man. Ignore. Yeah. Thank you. You guys are good, good fellas. Thank you, man. So far. <laughs> so I'm going to catch burying people out of the backyard. Not crazy. Hey, you gave us the idea, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, a lot of he's lot testing of, us. Yeah, he's, he's, getting, he's yeah. testing us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will they be? Look, it's like the pinky blinders. <laughs> Let's see. Don't put the body over there underneath that third trick. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's already hole back there. Yeah. yeah. If you happen to find a mushroom spot, just in case. But no. See that pile of leaves there? <laughs> see, you can't. Can't send that out on the internet. No, no. Well, all three of us are in, in for questioning. With this yeah, guy. Spotify's gonna ban us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you need anything, let me know. All right. Yeah, nice to meet you. Great nice talking to you. This is wonderful. The, that. Oh my god. Oh my god, man. This. I don't want to go back. I know. I this is incredible. Going. I feel like I feel like we talked to him for hours. Yeah. Like. On this patio, look at the sun's just the sun's coming out now. Yeah, I got ten percent left. Of battery. Oh wow! Yeah, dude, that's in, that was incredible, man. What a great, yeah, well-centered man. We gotta get some closer remarks here, man. What a wonderful conversation we just had. The podcast has taken some turns, but we should just dissect this audio mm-hmm. later when we get yeah home. Mm-hmm. We could we could do this all into one, you know. I mean, it is almost two hours. Maybe yeah. Cut it in uh, in two part parts. Part one, part two, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was fucking. That was freaking great. I gotta see my language. That was great, man. Like, I'm glad he sat down with us. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's the thing. We're staying with a family. Yeah. You know, like like like, if anybody wanted to sit down, but it, like this, like this is definitely where we want to record. You know what I mean? Right. Ideally, maybe in the room, but like, if anybody wants to sit down, like, first of all, this isn't our house, and two, second of all, it's like. By all means, you this know, anybody, here. anybody come oh, and talk yeah, with us, yeah, you know, yeah. like on, with on mic, you know, yeah. that was great. I love it. Yeah. Everyone was just kind of coming and going. And yeah. That was incredible. man. That was incredible. Like <sighs> I just, I, wow. highlight of today. Yeah. Highlight of today. Talking to him, man. In this podcast. Mm-hmm. Moment. This whole podcast. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's fantastic. I love this environment. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, me too. You know what I just thought? They could put a zip line up here to one of those trees down there. Yeah, they could. That'd be pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Or just like like tie a rope from the roof to, to one of those trees and just like go from oh, tree to tree yeah. to tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be sick. Anyway. Yeah, we gotta give it a closer. Closing remarks. Uh, episode 17. No, episode 18. Or 18. I yes. believe it's 18. You know, this might be two episodes. Yeah. Uh, all that we've recorded, mm-hmm. so... Um, fantastic day mm-hmm. and uh, more to come mm-hmm. but spontaneous podcast mm-hmm. spontaneity that's what's good about this you know unexpected things mm-hmm. unexpected uh, goodness tune in next time from Alabama yeah alright